A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wrestle me, Mark. Let's chin this one off. WrestleMania 29. <laughs> We're back in the hot box and we are back Woo. doing our best for God and the Queen and Vince McMahon. <laughs> Let us kick straight into what is left of WrestleMania 29. Quick spoiler, I did not enjoy the rest of this. <laughs> Uh, we just come off the main event, yes. our main event. Yes, CM Punk versus uh, The Undertaker, uh, squabbling over a dead man. Oh, oh too magical. Dead and one of the, you know, the, the last great matches of Undertaker's career. Mm. Um, I would 100% argue that this next one is one of the most boring matches <laughs> of either men's career. Uh, and this is Triple H versus Brock Lesnar yeah. in a no-holds-barred match. Um, some <laughs> interesting little facts. Right. So Brock Lesnar has left the WWF in 2004. Yeah. And he left because he found the uh, the actual sort of travelling schedule absolutely punishing. Mm. He was doing loads of dates every night. He, he was getting tired. And he looked around the locker room and he'd seen some of the older guys, especially Eddie Guerrero, hobbling in pain just to try and, you know, get out of mm. the between the curtain and into the ring. And he looked around and he thought, you know what? That is not for me. Mm. So he walked away at WrestleMania 20 after a, uh, a match with Goldberg that was uh, roundly shut on by the crowds. And he uh, would try out for the NFL. He would manage, I think, to get oh, yeah, a, really a, well. a very quick draft right at the last minute yeah. for uh, a team. But it didn't work mm. out. Um, and he ended up going, he did some MMA. Mm. So having been a very, very high level amateur wrestler and an NCAA champion, he uh, began, was he an NCAA champion? Yeah, I'm fairly sure he was. He was certainly that elite level yeah. of amateur wrestling. Um, he started MMA. He started off with a Japanese organization. He did one uh, match against a guy who was not very good and he just used his wrestling skills and sort of uh, punched him in the face a few times. The guy <laughs> tapped out. And UFC then was his next port of call. And UFC, they made him uh, a, a much bigger star than he'd been. He was one of the first people to actually go from professional wrestling, the fake sport, into the real world mm. of mixed martial arts. Previously, we'd had people go the other way, like Ken Shamrock and Dan Seven. They'd come back to WWE, and they'd always had a good aura about them. People thought, you know, they, they knew that they were legit hard guys, mm. and that really helped them, even in a world where supposedly everyone is tough and, you know, everyone is real. Having two people who were, object, you know, objectively real was a big selling point for them. Yeah. So, off Lesnar goes. He's the first person to make this move. And they've got the sense of, I think a lot of the fans, that he was WWE, he's fake, he's bad for the sport. Right. And so in he comes. He, uh, his aura is remarkable, Brock Lesnar. He is a big, frightening-looking guy. And going to UFC, he 
managed to capture the UFC championship, uh, having had in his first match with Frank Mir, he, he, he was caught in a, in a leg lock and tapped out very quickly. Um, he didn't tap out quickly because he was in pain. He just knew he couldn't get out. So I lost that round. Right. They build him up again. He beats Randy Couture, very, very popular um, American wrestler who uh, had held the belt, who was getting slightly older, but was still very competent, very capable. And Lesnar would have a, a career of every single card he was on, he moved the needle on significantly. Yeah. He was making, I think, around about $3 million per UFC fight. He was probably worth every penny. Uh, his career began to slide when uh, his limitations came in. Lesnar was a very good wrestler. He wasn't a very good striker. And so as you got people like Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and uh, Alistair Overeem, um, when Lesnar got hit, he didn't like it. He <laughs> did not like being hit. And if you could hit him once, yeah, he would beetle up <laughs> and he would run away. And if you could hit him four or five times, he would sit down on the floor and just sort of like go, it's not happening. And you could just punch him away. As Mike Tyson right? said, everyone's got a plan to get a punch in the mouth. Yes. Like <laughs> Lesnar is one of the few people who was an elite level UFC you know, uh, star yeah. who genuinely, you could see when he was hit once, he would just go, I don't like it. I mean, it was a, a, a real weakness. You can't get muscles built into your face. Like, you can't muscle up your face. Can so, you? look, Lesnar, Lesnar basically <clears throat> comes uh, back after, after he can see slightly, you know, the writing isn't on the wall, but he is not winning these elite level matches. Yeah. Worth saying as well, I mean, pretty much no one in UFC history has gone in at the level that Brock Lesnar went in. He went in against legitimate main eventers. Yeah, he wasn't like, I mean, CM Punk couldn't fight. Exactly. He didn't go in against people you'd not heard of. He went in against the biggest names that the industry had to offer then. Yeah. And he did unbelievably well, considering. Um, He had a lot of bouts of diverculitis as well, which is sort of a... Yeah. I think he had to have quite a lot of his intestine removed. Um, So health-wise, I think he was struggling as well. But um, what he decided was, WWE, of course, every, every UFC pay-per-view just made him a bigger bigger star he had name value he had name recognition and he was that that aura around him that that sort of like you know a super aggressive beast that was something that they had never ever managed to replicate they, they they've never been able to essentially create a star who was just frightening mm. and Brock Lesnar had become frightening oh is it? <laughs> and I mean the the crowd in this match that are you know they're they're very disinterested I, but yeah but they're still what like I know it's cold and I know you've just had the best match and there's obviously a, a bit of a cool down there but yeah. you're watching fucking Bebop from the fucking Ninja Turtles hit a man <laughs> hit a man with some metal fucking chairs <laughs> for crying out loud like you are you're just like like if you can't get excited for that. Yeah, but they don't get excited. They for that. don't get excited for that. <laughs> now Lesnar has come back for this thing, and so he's basically said, "Look, I'm not going to do what I did before and start going out every night, and I'm not going to be. Yeah. I'm not going to be like these fucking losers." He said, "You know, I'm going to be your rock. I'm going to be a, a, a exactly. serious wrestling rock." He said, "Look, if you want, if you want me, you can have me, but we'll do it on my terms." Yeah. So for the he signed a deal which was for a one year uh, period. It was five million dollars, and he agreed to do three matches. That's not bad eating. He would say, I'll do some TV appearances. They'll be, they'll be written into the contract. Yeah. I'll do a couple in the build-up to help build the matches. Mm. Um, because the WWE had such limited dates on him, and because he was so expensive, they basically, when they had a Lesnar match lined up, like at WrestleMania, they would make sure it was promoted properly. They would have a storyline. They would give it a proper sort of amount of time. They would just work it properly. Yeah. And it's a funny thing where you go, why don't, why can't you work everyone properly? <laughs> it doesn't cost you any more money. No. It just, it just costs you time. You can see with Lesnar, it works. Now, if, yeah. if they, and they occasionally did, wanted to use him again because they'd used up all of his dates and they wanted a bit more, mm. they had to pay through the fucking nice. nose for it. <laughs> so Lesnar is, is the absolute epitome of an independent contractor who went out 
got himself in a position where yeah. the WWE needed him more than he needed them, and he called the shots. I love it. He's amazing. He yeah. also used the leverage of every time his contract would come due in WWE, he'd say, well, I'm probably going to go and talk to UFC, probably going to sign a thing there. <laughs> and they'd go, how much more do you want? And he'd say, well, let's talk. You know, it was that <laughs> continually. He would play them off against each other. Now, he's coming up so far. So this is now, this is the first year of it. But he's nearly coming up to sort of a decade of basically working a handful of matches per year and being the biggest main eventer in the sport. Um, in 2012, when he returned to WWE after UFC, he had two matches. Um, he uh, had his first match back where he dominated John Cena. An entirely new style that no one had ever seen before, <laughs> where Brock Lesnar came in and it was a one-sided match where he just threw John Cena around for the best part of 20 minutes, and then John Cena somehow pinned him. Right. Um, and basically, the reason they did that, of course, was they didn't really... They had three matches. That's one of them down. Yeah. So you might as well have Cena beat him. So otherwise, you know, you've only got two matches to work this out. In SummerSlam, he beats Triple H. So they've, they've given him a thing, so they're going, you're an elite guy. Mm. And they've now got one match left. Right. So they go, well, let's give Triple H's match back. <laughs> so in the three matches, they've got this monster. They, he, he loses one, uh, loses two rather, and wins one. Right. Not a great thing. But what happens after this match is they manage to sign him to a three-year deal. And they agree to give him £5 million a year again. And the three-year deal means that they can build him as a monster because they know he's going to be there for three years. Yes. And so they can just use those matches in the biggest things. And hence why he will go on to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. They know they've got him for enough time yes. that should he go over, no spoilers, <laughs> should he go over, they can really use him yeah. you know, for the next couple of years. Um, this match itself is absolutely boring as fuck. <laughs> and what it gave Lesnar slightly is, is a reputation of being in these long, boring matches that no one wanted to see. Mm. The Cena one, the audience didn't know what to make of it and it was much too long. They, they didn't really like it. I don't know what the Triple H match at SummerSlam was like because I haven't seen it since it went out. That sort of tells you a little yeah. bit about no one talks about it. And then this match, again, much, much, much too long. Mm. What they've hit on now is the magic ratio of going, we'll pay you insane amounts of money to do these matches. And if they're four minutes, that's fine. <laughs> yes. Just go out there. Because in some yeah. ways, the four minute thing, it works much better than you doing, actually working hard for this money. Yeah. This is uh, the, uh, the second longest match that Lesnar has in a decade. Most really of them are, are like four minutes and this goes nearly half an hour. He only has one that's uh, slightly longer and that's with CM Punk at mm. SummerSlam. But again, you know, that's, uh, that sounds like something I'd rather watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it all begins with um, <clears throat> Triple H back on the slight barbarian shit. Yep, coming out of comes uh, through, comes through, Castle Grayskull, <laughs> yes. doesn't he? That He-Man set. Comes out of a little barbarian's door. Yeah, and a little barbarian Wendy house. And, and something has gone wrong with the smoke machine. Very wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Starts vomiting up this thick yep. white form. Yep. yep. Onto his stomach. Onto his stomach. Like he's been, like he's been, sh he's been caught shaving <laughs> his stomach. Do you know what dry ice does? Uh, freeze thing. It, it gives you second degree burns. Oh That's no! That's what Triple H got. Second degree really? burns. Really? Wow! Can see yeah. As he comes to the ring, he's sort of going <laughs> like that, getting it off, and you think, oh, it's because it looks cosmetic. No, no, no. By the time he gets to the ring, he's got his water. That is going down the chest. Oh right, he, you he's know, burning right. Yes. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, he gets a load of it on. The best bit is when they cut back to Brock Lesnar. I presume to there's almost sort of a side of me that I, I sort of think they they might have said to a cameraman. Right, cut to camera two. Camera yeah, eight, tell him to get he, off him. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But it just cuts to Brock Lesnar. He's looking at Triple H, just like going, oh, what the f what's all that <laughs> shit all well, over I, you? Well, I, um, I really expected Brock Lesnar to, Lesnar, to go... Uh, <laughs> To like start laughing or something because yeah. it wasn't quite a comical entrance. Yeah, but I like he's in agony. That, I like it more that Lesnar just looks at him and he's like, "I do not know what this is." <laughs> but, but do you know what it does? It annoys me. Yeah. It, may, it makes me angry. <laughs> How 
day <laughs> in a match of this magnitude turn up with all sort of foam on yourself foam on Jizzy yourself oh why are you 10 triple jizz <laughs> uh, uh, look this match is it, 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 it is what it is they broke the announcer's table they, they managed to yeah, break the announcer's they table they get in the the, 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 the you know the steps the ring steps yeah. and people land on that with their back to yeah. to what I must it must describe as a, a lukewarm reaction if, from a crowd. If, look, if CM Punk or, I don't know, um, Xavier Woods or, 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 or someone lands... Well, probably not Xavier Woods, but, like, mm. if someone lands on their back and they've got a back like Brock Lesnar, look at it, it looks all soft anyway. Yeah. So, like, don't... It's not going to... It doesn't look like it hurts. I just, the problem with this as well is Lesnar is an unknowable, frightening... It's almost not quite a human creature. <laughs> and Triple H is Triple H. And the, the the two of that is, who do I root for? No one. <laughs> who do I want to win? No one. Who do I want to lose? No one. Has anyone ever got the ring steps and put them like next to the um, ropes and ran up the ring steps, jumped on the ropes and then flipped off? You've got to, just, got to start just booking. This down. Got to start booking. That's, that'll be how not dies at our booking. sure. And it will actually be someone who was sitting in the front row. Because <laughs> jumping up on the steps will have skidded them under the first bit and unlike the wrestlers who we made sign liability clauses for their 50 quid the crowd very much sued sued by the surviving family Mm. Uh, (laughs) i um i i just this this match is uh, i i hated it all i wrote was a a good chin music from um, yeah you get Shawn michaels comes in and yeah you know, uh, he, he he does do his super kick brock lesnar catches it but actually what happens is the super kick does hit him but because he's got to catch it, he doesn't react to it in any way. And I looked at that and I just thought, I'd be much better if Super- Shawn Michaels just super kicked him and he'd just gone, is that it? <laughs> just, you know, that would have been great. Really, Shawn Michaels is retired now. We don't need to protect that move. No. That can go. No. Um, they they just, it's just one of the, it was too long. It's Triple H. It's it's mm. it's 15 minutes longer than it needs to be. Yeah, and Triple H has also done a weird thing where he's not shaved his head properly. He's left a bit of growth in. And it looks like when you see like, alcoholics who get shaved because they've got nits. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like, and and that disgusted me through the whole match. I foul. Um, I, I look, Pete. I just hate it. Yeah, a lot nothing. of people got injured in this. So Triple uh, Triple H actually knocked out Lesnar at some point. He was knocked out on his feet when he took a knee. So he had about five minutes of just not knowing really what was going on. Right. Um, the very fact that you can have five minutes in this match, and not know it's not you know where he's just out of it. Yeah. And you can watch it back, and you go, I can't see which five minutes was. All, <laughs> all of it, it felt as finish it. Triple H uh, thought his match was broken. Uh, when it got, he got his arm caught underneath Lesnar, um, X-rays came back negative. Right. Which again, I sort of you know Triple H is always like, oh, I've got this. Oh, got this like, oh it's oh, terrible. Turned out it was actually you know it certainly felt like it. Like me, like well, you used to do in radio um, a snoop. Um, where they would listen back to the show and mm. tell you that you're a cunt, basically. I never had always, that, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I was always carrying a cold. I was, I was oh, it just felt dreadful. I, oh, dearie, oh, dearie me. Oh. You're the Triple H of, oh. of commercial radio. That's what they used to call you. Um, and you also went on too long. And, um, <laughs> and, and Shawn Michaels actually ended up with a broken nose. Uh, oh. Somebody, I think that's just Lesnar does sort of knock him. It's not very spectacular. It's just, <laughs> like all of these things, you know, the bad injuries always look unspectacular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it was that. Now, look, I, I just, I, 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 I watched this match and I felt it was long at the time. I can remember nothing of it now. Nothing. Mm. Well, I watched it two nights ago. Nothing. Yeah, no, I've got, apart from the, the spuff, as the, uh, we used to say in Hartley Bull. Yeah. yeah you know, I, the white I, spuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a bit, I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I really like him. I think he's unique. Uh, they haven't quite got his 
what he's doing right here. Mm. Uh, but I'd actually forgotten he had these really long bad matches, <laughs> and uh, I, I would not. I would, I would not watch this match again <laughs> under <laughs> any circumstances. Um, I may. <laughs> Thank God for the Hall of Fame. People. Yay! Thank oh, well, up to a point. <laughs> up to a point. It's magic. You get oh. uh, obviously the celebrity wing. Uh, is uh, Donald Trump. Donald it's the Trump. year that he's inducted into the Hall of Fame. Donald Trump. He oh. doesn't get a speech. He doesn't get anything. He just kind of... Yeah. Well, they had... They had um, they, they've changed it now so that the Hall of Fame ceremony happens the before. night before. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. And they have that in, in the usually the same building where they, they record the Raw the following mm. Monday. And so they all do their speeches in there. I, I can't remember if these are on the network, but I've certainly got them on DVDs, you know, that used to come oh, in the really? WrestleMania right. okay, packs. Yeah. Uh, I did have a quick look at the little clip of Donald Trump's um, speech, hmm. and it's 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 absolutely. If you were doing a parody of what Donald Trump would be like if he was, you know, in re- it was just amazing. Um, I met the great Andre the Giant, who was great. He said <laughs> that was a terrific time. He says <laughs> all the things you hear him say now. He says there. Um, I guess the thing we're known for is the Battle of the Billionaires, and to this day, it has the highest ratings, the highest pay per view in the history of wrestling. Of any kind. <laughs> Literally saying this a year after the WrestleMania, which was the biggest WrestleMania of all yeah. time, which was not the one he was on. Yeah. Just that, that, that thing where he comes out and just goes, it was the best, I was the best, Obsessed it the made the most. Yeah. None of it's true. Yeah, Absolute no. bullshit. Um, he also says, I consider this to be my greatest honour of all. It would be amazing if he still does, isn't it? <laughs> but he's sort of, you know, I mean, you know, a president was, you know, challenging and everything, but <laughs> I don't think he'll ever be an accolade higher than when I was in the WWE's Hall of Fame well, bracket look, celebrity wing. You don't want to get a you don't want to get a ring. Uh, if you're getting a spray tan, take your ring off. Yes, take your WrestleMania ring off. Does he still wear it? Does he still <laughs> wear? it? Or has he put it on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> who will know? Uh, uh, oh, he, gave it, he gave it to a man who was like providing some Formica work tots for the fucking Trump Tower. Yeah. He said, look, I, I won't give you the million dollars. Yeah, I won't give you this. It's it's in, it's invaluable. Worth worth fifteen million dollars. <laughs> Sixteen, maybe even eighteen. It's actually 19. You know, it's that, isn't it? I mean, ironically, that probably is worth some money. What's your rabbi cook a monk? It is, yeah. I, I, oh. I, I, I'm, I'm super aware as we started me talking about the Hall of Fame. I was mm. thinking, I don't think I've actually ever done a Donald Trump impression. No. And, and I realise now it's very freeform. I'm not there yet. I was thinking, how does he speak? And I, I actually couldn't get it because all I could hear yeah. was myself doing it. Everyone's got one, though, haven't they? Hey, here I am, hey. President Trump. <laughs> Zoidberg. Excellent character. Once you start talking like Zoidberg, very difficult to stop. Um, other people in the Hall of Fame this year, Mick Foley goes in. Um, it's taking place in New York, so there's a lot of New York stars and a lot of paying tribute to um, the, 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 the home, if you like, the spiritual home of WWE which is Madison Square Garden. They right. ran there from the 60s all the way through till very recently. Mm. Um, Mick Foley's in with Terry Funk putting oh, him in. Ma- um, Mick, Fo- like, Mick Foley in this, he's dressed like just a lovely sheriff. Yes, A lovely, he? friendly sheriff. He is. He's who's, such... almo- who's also a haunted tent. <laughs> <laughs> like he's wearing a big tent, but he he's looks, also a sheriff. He looks a bit, yeah, like a sort of hairy schmoo, <laughs> if you remember the new schmoo. Um, uh, Bob Backlund, who goes in by Maria yeah. Menounos. Uh, uh, Bob Backlund, a, a uh, long-term mm. 70s uh, and early 80s WWF champion who um, then had another run in the mid-90s, uh, in, a ma- in a run that everyone sort of says is really bad, and he had lots of bad matches, but I, I found delightful. I thought all the time it was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Booker T is inducted yeah. by his brother uh, and Harlem Heat tag team partner, um, Stevie Ray. Uh, Booker later admitted during an interview with JBL on the network show Legends with JBL 
that prior to him asking to uh, Stevie Ray to actually induct him, that the two of them hadn't spoken for nearly five years. Oh, I don't know well, why. Well, that's good that it's that they've able to, they were able to mend their. The brothers' hearts were here <laughs> at the Hall of Fame. That sounds like one of those Chuck Tingle books. With Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trish Stratus, who was inducted by Stephanie McMahon. Um, at the time, the Stephanie induction was a bit controversial. Um, people were like, she should go in with Lita. Yeah. You know, Lita should be the one putting her in the Hall of Fame, and then she'd get to return the favour. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon very much stepping in as the face of women's wrestling, which has always been a slightly sort of... A thing that she does frequently. Right, um, but when she's not really had much of a... No, no. Uh, she's she's been a Divas champion, so, I mean, I mean, in a fake sport, that is a very, very poor <laughs> right. record to have, to be honest. Um, and Bruno, Bruno Sammartino, who is inducted by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, they used to call Madison Square Garden the house that Bruno built. Uh, he was a, uh, a WWF champion back when it was called WWWF. They hadn't mm. compacted the word worldwide. Mm. It used to be the Worldwide Wrestling <laughs> Federation. Obviously, like someone's selling a load of Ws. Um, but, but Bruno Sammartino was, was the champion for 11 years over two reigns. Mm. And he had a legitimate, I think it was 187 sellouts of Madison Square Garden Jimmy, at that time. It's just an astonishing number. Mm. Um, he, uh, had, as a child, he was born in Italy. They'd moved to Pittsburgh when he was about 10. As a child, he'd been hidden from the Nazis by his mother, who just took the children up to mountains, left them there, and then would wow. go on forays to go and get food. Amazing. Um, he, he's, he's an astonishing sort of like, and, he, and he's actually, when you watch his matches, and there are some things like YouTube, and you can see them on the network, he is incredibly powerful. And for the time, he wasn't much of a wrestler. He just goes in and kicks and punches with amazing fire. <laughs> and he became a huge hero in New York, especially to the Italian-American community, you know, right. who, were, who were a big part. A lot of the WWE uh, champions over the years, they were put in there to appeal to specific demographics, demographics within yeah. New York. Yeah. Pedro Morales for the Puerto, Puerto Rican Americans. Mm. You had um, Bruno and then you have Hulk Hogan originally. Hogan, an Irish name. They were trying to get Irish fans in. Right. So um, lots of sort of attempts like that. But Bruno was was a guy who really transcended that sense of, you know, you are a local hero. He was, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Flair was never into him as a performer. He said he didn't really have any skills. Mm. But Bruno, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. San Martino had the ability, which great wrestlers have, to get people to buy tickets to see him beat people up. Which is well more involved. Absolutely. <laughs> um, they, he fell out um, very, very heavily with the WWE in the 80s. He basically found out in the last few years of his big running career, he'd been cheated out of the receipts at Madison Square Garden's gate by Vince McMahon's father. And he sued for the, the right payments. Mm. And as part of the settlement, they put him on TV as a colour commentator and they gave his son David a job. David was not very good. If you have to get your job because your dad has sued a company, maybe this job is not for you. You just think you're on milk, don't you? you exactly. Think you just, you would just and he was. And, and he like... was, Pete. And he really was. He just says, how many holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making yes. the car sound. <laughs> How on earth is he doing that? How does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beep, 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 beep. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production. And Bruno Sammartino was not very good as a colour commentator. They eventually got rid of him. And they this coincided with Bruno Sammartino when he when he sort of fell out with them, if you like, for the second time. Mm. He um, began going, uh, becoming a very vocal criticiser of them. So when they were doing all the steroid stuff, Bruno Sammartino would frequently be the wrestler they brought in who would disparage the WWE and just right. say, in my day, we never took steroids. All of them, I saw them taking pills. You know, they're disgraceful. He was always a very dignified man and that helped him. You know, I think he was always very honest. And he always said he would never, ever go back to the WWE. Um, they'd asked him, I think, when they finally asked him, they basically said, look, our product has changed. And so he agreed to come to the Hall of Fame here. And and really, they couldn't have a Hall of Fame of any note without him. He mm. was such an important part of the WWE for so long. Um, but they basically, he said, look, they've addressed my concerns with their programming. So I'm willing to come. The fact that it happened entirely coincidentally, <laughs> it was about changing television and, you know, uh, the deals they have with networks and yeah, things like exactly. that. They couldn't but do so. I like the way he was like, they changed they it. They changed it for me. For me, as, yeah, I, as right. I requested. Me um, and in he went. Um, he, <laughs> he died in, um, in 2018, but it was, it was also part, really one of the first times as well, where they managed to get someone in the Hall of Fame 
who it looked like they would never, ever be able to build bridges with. Mm. And that Hall of Fame thing became for a lot of wrestlers as they got older and had been out of the business for a while. It became something that was quite important. Um, weirdly, there's been a, you know, right this, this sort of month, um, uh, Martha Hart, who is the widow of Owen Hart, has been talking about the Hall of Fame, about how people, you know, say to her, oh, you know, please, Mark Henry did it in his acceptance speech, please let Owen go in the Hall of Fame. They will take it very seriously. And she said, well, it's not actually a fucking Hall of Fame, is it? So there's not in a hallway. It just exists, it just exists. in in like just... a, a, a mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not real. And she was saying, you know, why why all it is is a TV show and they get to sell merchandise. She yeah. said, so why am I going to do that when it's just <laughs> it's just garbage? And it is just garbage. <laughs> I, when she said that, I was like, yeah, she's absolutely yeah. right there. There's not even a museum. There's not even a museum. No. It's not and, really like, and, there might be one photograph somewhere. And it's funny how like, you know, Bruno Sammartino is like, you know, I will do this because it's important for my legacy. Doesn't exist. It's nothing. <laughs> well, nothing exists. Just, isn't it's it? just a list. We all exist in memories, Mark. Oh. Well, that is the worst place to exist in all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, out they come to the audience, and mm. they all do their little waves. Backland is really the only one still in character who's going. Ah, <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, oddly, Bob Backland did try to run for president. Did he? He tried to Lovely. run on his own ticket, and nice. uh, he failed. They're always successful, aren't they? The... <laughs> aren't they? But I looked at the two of them, and I was like, <laughs> two people both run for president. Both odd, <laughs> you know. Just out of all the people on on the on the thing, the fact that there's a percentage of them who legitimately tried to run for president, and one of them who then succeeded, yeah. is is remarkable. It is so strange seeing the president of the United States of America on a wrestling sort of like platform, standing mm. with you know Bob Backlund. It's just weird. In it a, never in a, in stops being court. strange. In an outdoor court, that's the weird thing. Yeah, still wearing the same outfit. You know, just it's it's really odd. It's um the the Donald Trump stuff. The more you see it, oddly, you know, you'd sort of go, oh well, I'm so used to seeing him that seeing him in WrestleMania, it's you know doesn't seem odd. I find it so bizarre. It's like yeah. crossovers that shouldn't happen. It's well, just weird. He his whole life is so um, dedicated to him not. Um, having the piss taken out of him. Yeah. But that's all he gets. Oh, it's all, and the is crowd it, boo him. They yeah, boo so, him yeah, in they, this. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well done, crowd. Happy about that. <laughs> right. At least they got, at least they reacted to something. Yeah, they that's true. They're only doing Triple H. <laughs> no. I, I mean, but, but also the, the next match, you know, the main event yeah. is cold. D- yeah. They've they've just, whether, checked whether they've, absolutely checked out. whether they've just, you know, been there too long yeah. or, or maybe, maybe it's just matches they don't want to see. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As, as someone holds up a sign that just says twice in a lifetime. And that nice. is a really yeah, yeah. good sort of, you know, there you go. Yeah. That's the, you know, the bait and switch of last year. I was reading some some blogs that people have put up at this time yes. you know, when they were like, sort of, here's my WrestleMania weekend mm. that I had. And a lot of people that I read who are obviously big wrestling fans were saying, even up to the end of the, you know, pretty much March, they were sort of hoping that this wouldn't be the main event. Really, right. Yeah, okay, the yeah. people are like, we've seen it, you know. Yeah. Last year you had The Rock returning for his first singles match in seven years. And in that time he'd become a huge star. Fast and Furious 5 is out. You know, he is all over Hollywood. He's a big guy and this is his return. The problem with this year's one is it's not the return after seven years. It's not even the return after one year when he was last at WrestleMania. He's been wrestling at the Royal Rumble. He's Mm. done some, you know, bits here and there. He's all around. So now he's just a guy and we're having a match that we saw last year that wasn't very good. And we're seeing it again this year. And because he's got the belt and because Cena lost last year, the... End result has never been less hard to guess. It's, it's, I mean, it, it just seemed to me. I mean, they probably had a, a longer plan, a, a longer match planned because mm. it's just 
they just lost the crowd and then they just start doing finishes and you sort of know, I care what this is, has yeah. to come to an end soon because they just, they just, no one's into it. No, no one's into it. I, I found this match, I've watched it twice, Pete, and both times I zoned out and I was, I had that thing of, I was looking at it and I could hear the voice saying, got to pay attention. A bit like when, if you fell asleep at the wheel, right? And you get the voice going, got to stay awake, got to stay awake. Because you have to watch it twice, you have to watch it again. Because <laughs> no. you have to watch it again. If you fall asleep now, you'll have to watch it again. <laughs> if I watch a match twice, I'll tell you what, that match has failed. <laughs> And if I watch it twice and I still remember nothing about it, yeah. I mean, that's a disaster. Two people of this calibre. But like 20, 23 minutes, you sort of, 23, 24 minutes, you sort of think that they could have probably, they're probably aware that it's just not going and it's not a hot crowd. And, mm. you know, they probably, yeah, they probably just want to go longer. But, like, but the whole, like, here the ring looks very bouncy. I think Lesnar's fucked it by jumping <laughs> it. It looks really bouncy. Um, but but then, you know, you've seen, it, you know, this is the culmination of a year of fucking so-called redemption from fucking, oh, I know. from Cena, which I don't buy because he's white bread and fucking boring. Yeah. Like, I don't see him in hardship. He's never going to be hardship. Um, so the redemption story arc didn't work. But then the whole match ends with a fucking handshake and yes. a fucking high five and a, you know, job well done. Yeah. These guys are supposed to have been feuding for two years. Awful. This, it ends like this. Awful. And that, and that sort of sense of, I, do you know what? It, do you know what it seems to me? In fucking this, curtain call. Do you know what it seems? To, <laughs> <laughs> it's as destructive. It seems to me that they are going. What a professional job we have both done. <laughs> yeah. That was professional. We did exactly what we both had had pre-stipulated, <laughs> and we have come out of this, and we are both fully satisfied. Honestly, it's very, very, very badly done. Um, you you get some some. Uh, um, the Rock does actually have legitimate injuries as a result of this match. So I right. think halfway through he gets torn muscles and tendons around his pelvis. Whoa. So last year he Gross. jammed his leg a bit and he went right. ding. And this year everything goes. Like that. I, I there's a part of me that that some people have always said this was never mentioned at the time and that he said it later and it yeah. may have been an attempt to go. This is why it wasn't quite yeah. happening. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I believe he said he had the the torn muscles and things in his pelvis in the hope there would be a, a female nurse. Who would check it over? <laughs> I I believe I believe that not to be the case. I believe it was a sixty year old man. Mm. I believe also that when he began checking the the muscles around the the pelvis area, yeah. I believe he had to. He looked down. He tutted, and he said, "I'm going to go out for thirty five <laughs> seconds or so to a minute." Calm yourself down, and we'll carry on. <laughs> because the Rock has never had sex with the lady. It was too close. Yeah. It was it was too close to Little Rock to Strudel. So uh, you know, uh, no one blames the Rock. It's understandable. Look, it's what growing boys do. It's a normal part of growing up. But I'm a Triple H in the last match. But all I'm going to say, Rocky, is you tried I'm to trick. Gone. You tried you to tried trick Doctor Casorius. You tried to trick him, didn't you? Did you think Dr. Kazorius might be a lady? You did. That's that's honest and I appreciate it. Good. But, but look, progressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, look. You I, thought Dr. Kazorius was going to be a lady. Yeah. And yeah. you just went for it. That was, that was right on. But what you did was really Tracy unacceptable. Tracy can sometimes be confusing. <laughs> All right. I understand you. Okay. Look. Rock, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you, man. You're, you're gonna get it away one day. You're going you, I, honestly, and I, and we will be here. We'll be so excited. Look, we'll be clapping. But you, you don't need to rush it, and you certainly don't need to trick people don't into it. <laughs> don't need to don't trick press, people into it. Don't put pressure on yourself, yeah. mate. You're doing. You're in films, exactly. Hobbs, and I cannot stress this enough. Sure, yeah, it, it, is it, you're in that. It can only be a matter of time. <laughs> the the important thing is the consent must be enthusiastic. <laughs> Right, that's and that's what you were doing. That's what you're doing with the whole muscles on my pelvis. That's what I'm saying. Naughty, very naughty, very bad. Um, and that is <laughs> WrestleMania 29. Um, John Cena's WWE <laughs> title win at this event mean he became the third person in history to win the WWE Championship 
uh, three times at WrestleMania. Um, he, he'd won at 21 and 26, and the others are Hogan, who won it at 5, 7, and 9, Ooh. and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who won at 14, 15, and 17. And The Rock, similarly, his loss of the championship meant he was the first person in history to have lost the title three times at WrestleMania. So, oh, I like that. Yeah, he That's lost at 15 and 17 he, as well. He walks, he walks Every time off. you look at the, the Rock records... They're always, he's lost the most, which means he's the most generous, which means he's the best. Yeah. He's the most over. Right. If you can lose and still be huge, when all around you are being John Winning. Cena, yeah. yeah, then you will be a well, man, John, my son. Yeah, John Cena walks off and he's looking at very solemnly at the fucking belly. Oh, I know. I know. I just I, th- th- That whole thing about John Cena's redemption thing, you cannot do it when you're an A-lister. You, mm. you can't do it. No. And especially you can't do it when you're... I say meathead. Just you know, you yeah. Un, un, the idea that John Cena has a moment of self doubt <laughs> or sadness over anything. He fucking speaks as Chinese, speaks yeah. as Mandarin. I I, oh. I, I feel unsad, Real which is loser, mate, which, which is because I am not uh, following my own. Yeah, shut your <laughs> damn mouth. Oh, a couple of bits I uh, picked up on. Um, I've decided that I'm going to use the word words. A stallion move. I'm going to say when things are a stallion move and when they're not a stallion move. I like it. I was reading about a man called Matt Riddle, who I've never yeah. heard of before. Bro. Matt Riddle. Have I not? It's called, he shouts bro. bro. He shouts bro. 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 Um, he, uh, I think he's going to have a fight with Goldberg. Yes. Yeah. The two, the two of them uh, don't get on. Matt right. Riddle, worth pointing out, he may not look it, but he is a former UFC fighter. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He is. Hey, tough guy. But hey, tough he, uh, guy. But apparently he was thanked for not punching Goldberg in the face. And he said, I can't do that. That is not a stallion move. You sign a contract, you get a fight, you get a match set up, and then you beat him in front of millions of people. That's a stallion move. He's so great. I'm deciding that everything I do in my life... <laughs> <laughs> whether it is or isn't a stallion move he is a very good performer he's actually just gone to the main roster from NXT now right. so he will be on your TV on Raw and he seems like a absolute dude cool uh, very very partial to the herb okay cool <laughs> yeah, that's fine it's good medicinal yeah I think everyone's slightly always angling for a um, a match with Goldberg Right, because you know it's going to be short, and there's got to be a lot of money involved. I mean, and there is a fifty-fifty chance he'll, he'll kill die. you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, he seemed, he, he, he seemed to more indicate the MMA side of things. <laughs> Goldberg did start training MMA. Oh, did he? he was right. always very. Uh, he was just one of those guys who was slightly too old mm. by about ten years. Right, and I think again, one of those guys who he always sort of said had had this come along. When I was younger, when this I'd is a product I could make some money out of, Undertaker yeah. said exactly the same thing. He yeah. would have gone into MMA. Well, he's been making those moves for ages, isn't he? I mean, like, yeah, and I think you know, I think he was very silly to think that. I think it's it's. It, it, do you know what it's typically like? It's like when you get to the top of the wrestling industry and you're mm. really really wealthy. Yeah, you have that thing of going, yeah, this was all slightly beneath me. <laughs> yes. I, I could have, uh, I should have done the legitimate sport where yeah. I would have probably been an even bigger star. I did an interview with Ian Rush, the Wales and uh, Liverpool and Wrexham striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, one of the best footballers Wales have ever produced. Yeah, uh, certainly played for Wales anyway. And uh, my God, his, his him talking about how he could probably score more goals nowadays because <laughs> he was quick. I'm Amazing. Going, you were quick, Ian, but the defenders now are also very quick. Yeah, and also they're not drinking ten pints every night. No, and well, and, and they may try and play it out from the back. But fuck me, they can play it out from the back because they are talented footballers. It is, it is amazing. And it, it, it's not diminishing what you achieve. No. And how you are regarded as being one of Wales' uh, greatest strikers. Yeah. But I'm not having that. I'm no. sorry, mate. I'm not having it, it. It's mad, isn't it? And I think, you know, there is that tendency of 
everyone looks back and they go, well, ours was the glory years. You know, like we did with XFM, certainly. <laughs> I remember I was on XFM. I remember when I first went there, people were like, this place used to be really great. Oh, yeah, great. every job. Used to be really great. Oh, this used and to be I came used to, to realise they were liars <laughs> because the time I was there was the best time. Afterwards, exactly, yeah. shit, shit. <laughs> I found this has happened in a lot of jobs I've done. Yeah. The best times that, that place has ever had coincided with, with you when I was there yeah, yeah. and I was able to watch it happen. <laughs> and I found that the other times that people say were good, I don't believe or have any interest in. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but they but they do. Uh, and it, for me, it's always the most underwhelming people who say that. Yeah. You arrive at a place and they go, better when it was uh, better when it was uh, Virgin. Barry, better, Barry better Cryer, when... perfect example of that. Barry right. Cryer in comedy. He's one of the, the only people who throughout his career has always been supportive of what's going on. Yeah. And he has a big thing of saying there's no difference in the past. Funny is funny. Mm. And he's always been really supportive of young people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as, as up and coming comics, New comics, there was always that thing of people used to go, I'd like to see them play fucking 10 minutes down fucking embassy club, see mm. if they're fucking funny then, yeah. coming on with their fucking jokes about tampons, you know, all that sort of yeah, like yeah. shit. And Barry was one of the few people who would always be like, who am I into? Mark Thomas, absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went all the way through the 90s and stuff. Oddly, our local paper, so I lived a road away from Barry Cryer when I was growing up, mm. and he was famous in Hatch End because Hatch End didn't have anyone famous apart from Barry Cryer. So growing up in Hatch End, you knew Barry Cryer very well as being one of the most famous men in the world mm. because he lived in Hatch End. <laughs> and uh, our local paper, when I won a stand-up competition in about 98, they took us out for a meal, me and Barry, the two guys from Hatch End, and they specifically wanted us to have an argument because they thought Barry would be going, old comedy was the way it was. These kids today, they don't know a fucking thing. We got them like a house on fire. <laughs> and I, I spent uh, probably three years after that, I would drink with Barry every weekend at our <laughs> local pub. And it was a, just a joyful time. And it was the lesson that it taught me is that thing of, you must always go, the now is exciting. Yeah. Because otherwise, what you are is you are... You know, you're Ian Rush. Yeah. Well, you're you're yeah. Ian Rush going, I mean, obviously I was the best. You're the Undertaker going, I mean, you know, good run, but I could have done a lot better if I'd have done something else because I'm so good. Well, it automatically you know? it makes you a little bit anachronistic, I guess. It makes the whole product anachronistic. I, think. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the important thing is if Undertaker's going to keep running his mouth off, <laughs> mate, just have a couple of MMA fights. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know who else did that? Someone you faced at WrestleMania 29. <laughs> and do you think it got it out of their system? Yes, it fucking did. <laughs> and when you go down, then I'll give you a little twig to see if you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, big Undertaker. Big well, Undertaker. look, look. I, I mean, we we slightly misjudged the length of the four episodes <laughs> this week. That is our prerogative. Yeah, baby. We're allowed to. If you're listening Don't on Patreon, you won't have known. You'll just be like, "That was lovely and smooth." That was, that was mean, a smooth four hours. Yeah. <laughs> what what you will never ever understand is just how hot the studio we're in is. Oh, and we're gonna we're gonna re- leave. For I mean, seconds. look, it's really worth us saying. You might sort of go the bits I thought actually in this one that flagged a bit. I felt like there was a certain. It is six hundred degrees in here <laughs> so this. the there fact one of my teeth melted <laughs> in like <laughs> minute 15 there was this um, police cruiser um, I think it was a police cruiser either way the people who made the police cruiser uh, basically said uh, we have made a uh, thing we have made a th- uh, we've, made, we've updated the firmware on this particular car hmm. brand new car I think it was a police cruiser it might not have been it might have just been a, a road car and uh what it does is it fires up the engine as hot as it'll go and it pulls the hot air across the engine and it, in through the vents of the uh-huh. air conditioning and it heats the car to something like 60 degrees, <laughs> 65, right. like something abhorrently hot. <laughs> and then uh, it flushes it out. And because apparently COVID can't live yeah, in a certain... Yeah, I, I can you know, understand COVID, that. COVID, 99% a... of, the, uh, of the instances, COVID will not survive that 
particular treatment. So it's a way of, uh, of basically um, uh, getting rid, getting disinfecting, rid of, disinfecting the car uh, by doing it. I'm thinking about like get, like getting the studio back up and running. I'm thinking, I think we'll be all right, to be honest. I'm not able to live in this. Do you know what we Never mind do. COVID. What you need to do is you need to say, this is no longer a studio. This is a walkthrough cleansing station. <laughs> Everyone comes in here. They record a podcast. Everyone in Britain, by the time they get out the other side, clean. As a and the whistle. IP we're picking up is insane, <laughs> insanely popular. Uh, yes, if you do want to uh, get involved with our Patreon, we are open for business. We've got um, extra shows every single week. If this isn't enough, you can hear the entirety of our WrestleMania shows all in one chunk. Uh, we've got a, a newsletter that comes out every month, and you would not believe how much work Mark puts into that. Because Mark, the problem with Mark is he's fucked himself because he loves wrestling mm. and he can't stop loving wrestling. Do you know what? I, and this is I couldn't write the wrestling newsletter. Do you know? Do you know? What, do you know? This is absolutely true. <laughs> I, I, I ghost wrote a book uh, yeah. a, a, late last year, mm. and uh, I think it was between 60,000 and 70,000 words. Yeah. Uh, and that is an entire book. Mm. I checked the word count on <laughs> the last newsletter, which I, let me tell you, I am about two thirds of the way through. <laughs> the word count was 25,000 words. So basically, it is, it is half a book. I love it. Every month. I, it, look. It's gone nuts. <laughs> it's gone bananas. It's gone banana. Gone banana. Fantastic. Uh, there's also a proper, I did a pin-up. I, I like pin-ups. <laughs> there's a big pin-up in there of Lord Alfred Hayes. Yay. Uh, I had to buy some merchandise to uh, make sure that I had that. It's a very important part of it. So as I explained to my wife, you know, I, that's why I bought that's the, why I that's this. why I bought the uh, big collection of 1970s wrestling <laughs> magazines <laughs> she never listens this far she never listens this far it's all good oh well uh, yeah you're gonna, you're gonna love it you're gonna love, you're gonna love it. it and uh, hey look we thank you for uh, sticking with us for another mm. wrestlemania we we're, we're at a, a key point now so we are now into from next episode gonna be in wrestlemania 30 holy moly we, we've reached the three o's mm. uh, and of course it's only up to 36 yeah so we we could be as little as 20 episodes away from this whole thing collapsing and dying on its bum bum <laughs> and i for one welcome it uh, <laughs> wrestle me mark wrestle me pete Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.